3: And here we are on a happy hump day, Trump day. It is 6.08. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. And your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Louis Valdez from Gun Owners of America in the 7 o'clock hour. Congresswoman Kat Kamek uh, at 9. And then Blaze Golia uh, at 9.05. Uh, did I say Kat at 9? 8.05. You meant 8, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, what I'm trying to say is... We've got a lot of guests today, a lot of information. (laughs) Yes. Doing a great show, and we appreciate you coming along for the ride. And plenty of Trump stories because it is a uh, a happy hump day. Trump day, although not happy for, uh, certainly not for Melania, as uh, her mother passed away and died at the age of 78. I have another uh, Trump story. Again, this probably isn't a great story, but it is interesting. A hot mic caught journalists joking about former President Donald Trump being assassinated. Oh, my goodness. As they waited for him to arrive at the federal courthouse in Washington, D.C., according to Mediate, cameras were set up waiting for Trump's arrival and caught the journalists joking about getting a good video shot of Trump, but then referencing the late President John F. Kennedy's assassination. Uh, It goes something like Mm. this. You know what the worst part is? Even if he has his window open and he's hanging out of it, he'll be on the other side of the street. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the the other guy says, I mean, if he's driving, we've got a good shot. Yeah, if he's driving with the front window open, yeah, or if it's a convertible, I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah, like if he just pulls up, like JFK, (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Tacky. Maybe someone, just like they told JFK, you know what you should do? You should take a convertible. It's so nice out. Wow. That's sick. That's unreal. A three-judge panel, D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. uh, We're listening to oral arguments on whether Trump uh, has immunity, presidential immunity from prosecution for things that, uh, you know, were done in office. But really, I mean, that's where we're at. These, hmm. these are so-called journalists. I mean, you're at your own house, you're drinking beers with your buddy, right? and you say stupid stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're actually on the job. Yeah. The former president actually will be arriving any time, uh-huh. and you're talking about JFK and taking a convertible? Come on. Right. Wow. And
4: if you've been in the business, have you not been around long enough to know that microphones are everywhere when you're
3: someplace like that? Mm. And you're going to be that tacky? I mean, they should. No, because they're probably, half the time, they're the guys that never bother with the equipment, don't even understand how it works. They just talk when the guy points Mm -hmm. at them, right? Point, talk. All right. Uh, Look, here's, here's another one. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, my goodness. Uh, she no was talking right there. You know, she's like she's
4: always going to say something stupid.
3: Yeah. She said, beware the media. The voting bloc has lots of issues they want to address. They do. And they have every right to demand that from whoever the candidate's going to be. But I will say this until it's time to go vote. Beware the media telling us what we're doing. Only you know what you're doing. You know what's upsetting you and you will discuss it when you go and make your vote. Now, there are lots of things that we all wish that the candidates would talk about, whether it's on the left or the right. We wish they would talk about what mattered to us. She added, I'm here to say it's ours to lose. It is this country. This is what it's all about. Either you want it to work forward thinking. You want everybody to have the ability to say how they feel, what they want to move forward, or you don't. Or do you want somebody who says, I'm going to be... On day one, I'm going to be a dictator. Oh, my goodness. And of course, you said that jokingly, yes. but they will repeat it. Um, hmm. uh, you know, who says to you, tells you, I'm going to put you people away. I'm going to take all the journalists. I'm going to take all the gay folks. And I'll move you around and disappear you. If that's the country you want, you know who to vote for. If that's not the country you want, you have to make a decision. That was Whoopi Goldberg clearly referring to former President Trump, I'm going to take all the gay folks? I'll move you around and disappear you? And the journalists? Yeah, and I'm I'm going to take all the journalists? Where did that come from? If you're going to disappear people, she should talk to
4: her buddies, the Clintons. Yeah, A few people have disappeared that hung around them over the
3: years. And, well, and she talks about basically free speech. You want to have right. everybody the ability to say how they feel. Wow. It, it's the left that squashes free speech these days. Whoopi, where you been? Amazing. Yeah, she's, um, well, she is what she she's is. She messed up. All right. Uh, then there's uh, this Jamie Raskin, uh, congressman, Democrat out of mm. Maryland. I, I just never could stand him. And I still can't. (laughs) And he was on uh, CNN's Situation Room. Former President Donald Trump's legal argument of presidential immunity was utterly ludicrous, he says, because it would lead to impeached presidents murdering senators. Oh, come on. It's the Roman Empire. It's the Ides of March. Has he been hanging around with Whoopi? (sighs) Come on, people. He is, I mean, look, he is... You yeah, deeply, deeply entrenched and highly partisan and obviously a bomb thrower. He didn't care.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, the presentation in the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals before the three-judge panel was astounding. Donald Trump and his lawyers essentially asserted that the president has the right to assassinate people, to kill people without any prospect of prosecution unless they're first impeached by the House and convicted in the Senate. And he says, of course, as a member of Congress, my first thought was, well, then if the president is going to order out for the assassination of his political rivals and say there's a narrow margin in the Senate of two or three votes in the opposition party, what's to keep him from murdering members of the Senate to make sure he doesn't get convicted? You know, here's the really frightening Mm. thing about what he said. Listen, what I have been telling you for a long time now, the Democrats telegraph what they're about, because they point the finger at the Republicans and tell them all the things that they are, meaning the Democrats. They point at you and say, racist. You're like, really? You look at them and some of the things that they've stood for and done and said, no, they're the racist. They've done it with all kinds of things. Yep. And so I'm very fearful that this kind of language, murder senators, would be used by a member of Congress. And really, it is a ridiculous argument for Raskin to make. And the only reason he would ever make that kind of argument, you know, if he was defending, you know, former President Clinton, he wouldn't be saying anything of the sort. That's, Mm -hmm. yeah. But instead, I don't like it how he's telegraphing, because if there's anybody who's attacking their political enemy, it's the Biden machine Mm -hmm. attacking Trump. That's exactly what's occurring now. So you combine
4: what he said, what Whoopi said, and what those what journalists, ju- so-called
3: journalists, it's like, where's where's this whole theme coming from? Don't like it. No. Told you they always telegraph their actions by pointing a finger mm-hmm. and blaming you for something. All right. It is 616. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. It's a happy hump day, Trump day, and you're listening to 97.3 The Sky.
2: The Dana Show. It's one thing to be like, I'm not very much a fan of your president. Now, 10 p.m. nights. But to be protesting to kill the Jews, who is you? To be here on our college campuses, GTFO. On 97.3 The Sky
3: piers morgan writes a, an op-ed piece in the new york post pretty interesting it has to do with bill clinton and gavin Newsom, huh and hanging out in mexico together and he speculates as to what that might mean it's pretty interesting i'll share some of that with you coming up in just a minute it is six twenty-two. time check brought to you by hayes jewelers where the answer is always yes happy hump day trump day um I've got several uh, stories uh, that I want to get to. And one of them, of course, has to do with the borders. Uh, And the sanctuary city of New York, once again, feeling the pain. Mayor Eric Adams, he's livid. But he won't place blame where it's appropriate. He, He nibbled around the edges for a time. Yeah. But really, he wanted to blame what? The bus companies that were transporting uh, illegals from Texas. Then he wanted to blame Governor Abbott for sending them up there, but was very slow to say anything about the Biden administration's refusal to secure the border. It's like, really? I mean... So you sue a bus company, but you ignore the source. Exactly. It's, It's... and I hope people see that for what it is. I know, you know, people that listen to this show, they get it. I just, you know, you wish that, um, you know, a, that there are Americans that are maybe, I don't know, independent, swing voters, whatever, that they would see this kind of thing. This is one of those clear-cut issues, mm-hmm. clear-cut issues that immigration, good, unfettered immigration and, and running across our borders, bad, bad. And done via executive order, on purpose, not accidentally. All right. So, uh, Mayor Eric Adams is forcing students to go to virtual classes now, at least in one school, so migrants can stay in the school gym. Nearly 2,000 border crossers and illegal aliens uh, will be moved from Floyd Bennett Field And by the way, that's the same place, if you missed it yesterday, that I told you about several vehicles getting towed that allegedly were in possession of illegals, and they were pricey, nice vehicles. Uh, uh. So that, yeah, that raised some eyebrows, because that same neighborhood that surrounds Floyd Bennett Field in Brooklyn, uh, they were knocking on doors, the illegals, many of them, asking for food, change, handouts, whatever. But yet, many of them, or at least several of them, had very expensive, nice cars. Like, uh, what, a Toyota Sequoia? Uh Uh-huh. Late model? Yeah. That's pretty nice. But you need change for food. (laughs) Or gas. Yeah. (laughs) Nowadays. So, he's moving 2,000 border crossers into a Brooklyn high school gymnasium. That will force students into virtual classes. Hmm. Adams, Mayor Adams announced that the border crossers would be uh, moved... Uh, into this gym at James Madison High School in Midwood. It's a neighborhood of Brooklyn. School faculty were told to take important items with them from their classrooms and offices when they left the campus on Tuesday. If they're going to be housed in the gymnasium, why would you have to worry about possessions that you may keep in your classroom or in your office? Hmm. Is there a lack of trust? Is there a behavioral... Issue Ooh. associated with this things that make you think about it. Hmm. Things they should have thought about before mm-hmm. they labeled themselves sanctuary. Yeah. And then helped Biden get into office uh-huh. in some way, shape, or form. If you know what I mean. All right. So you've got that. Oh, we're sanctuary city. Yeah. Come on Until in. Until you send us people, and then we're like, no. White House aides, they're afraid of President Joe Biden. Yeah. What, afraid he's going to yell at you and have a stroke? Yeah, kind of. He does yell a lot. Kind of. They use the term, uh, he'll bite your head off. Biden struggles with anger outbursts when peppered with unwanted questions, especially questions about the Biden family corruption. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. kind of irritate you. And we've seen him on the campaign trail be pretty rude to people. Throughout Biden's 2020 presidential campaign and into his presidency, the president consistently used anger in an attempt to dispel questions he did not want to answer. Biden leveraged his defensive anger at at least five times. At least five times he did it when questioned about the family's business dealings. Mm-hmm. Biden's anger apparently extends uh, past the issue of family business. For instance, former President Barack Obama, quote-unquote, fears Trump can defeat President Joe Biden in 2024 and believes he is way too zen, too complacent, and unimaginative. Really? That's Obama on Joe. Okay. That's probably actually kind compared to some of the things he said previously Uh about Joe. Uh, White House aides fear Biden's anger and do not want to convey to tell him that Trump could defeat him in 2024. People close to the White House uh, fear there aren't enough people willing (laughs) to give Biden the bad news. Oh, man. (laughs) Because those who do can get their heads bitten off. Hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, the cranky man headed towards senility. That's another symptom. And you can probably yeah. even convey things to him. Doesn't mean he's gonna fully understand. Mm-hmm. 628 on the Bob Rose show. Greg Cassidy is here. Happy hump day Trump day. Special guest Louis Valdez from Gun Owners of America up at the top of the hour. Don't forget to download the Odyssey app just in case you miss interviews or podcasts. A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey, and then search 97.3 The Sky. Here's what's trending now.
2: On the Sky. Albert Shell Jr. is is responsible for one of the more heinous acts that we've seen in Ocala in a long time. The news that's trending. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin hospitalized. National Security Council didn't know it. White House didn't know it. The news that's now. Illegal immigration. This is a national crisis that has to be resolved by Congress. The news station. Hello, Iowa. The MAGA Republicans led by a defeated president. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once.
5: You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
3: Using a dramatic performance to explain and show some political insight, as shared to us by one Pierce Morgan in an op-ed piece in the New York Post. Welcome, To the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. Thank you for tuning in and supporting what we do on a happy Hump Day, Trump Day. Plenty of stuff on Trump to come. But first, Pierce Morgan wrote this piece. And for dramatic effect, Greg and I are going to assume a couple of roles. I'm going to be Gavin Newsom. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be Bill Clinton. Okay. Okay. All right. Come on, man. I know you want to get into character, but put the cigar down. That's oh. not even funny. The <laughs> photos of Bill Clinton and Gavin Newsom, uh, you know, have been floating around. Sure. Pierce Morgan says, what were they doing together? Mm. What does it mean for the 24 presidential race? Is this the first real proof that there is a secret Democrat plot to oust Joe Biden? Ooh. The more you look at the pictures and consider the timing just a week before the Iowa caucus that starts the election year, the more suspicious it all gets. So uh-huh. here's how Pierce imagines this get-together as he plays kind of the fly on the wall. Okay. All right? I'll all right. start things out all here. Right. Okay. Happy New Year, Bill. Amazing coincidence a bumping into you here. Oh,
4: that's not a coincidence, Gav. I, I needed somewhere to hide from all this Epstein stuff. And given you're the invisible presidential candidate, you seem the perfect person to be with.
3: I'm not running for
4: president. Yeah, sure. And I never got up to anything with uh, Jeffrey either.
3: Did he really videotape you having sex with girls?
4: I did not have sexual relations with those women. Oh, yeah.
3: Okay, okay. I may have had relationships that were not appropriate. Nice shirt, by the way. It makes you look very youthful. But then again, I hear you like him young.
4: Oh, a little mass cigars. That's what Monica said. Yeah, anyway, Trump did way better things with Epstein than me. Ah, the Biden playbook. I may be terrible, but Donald's even worse. Exactly. Hey, Speaking of Biden, he's got to go. He's a walking corpse whose poll numbers are so bad, even Nixon's looking down or, or up with a smug grin. Agreed,
3: but how do we get rid of him? He's determined to run again Run again? He can barely walk I'm so fit LeBron James broke his finger Punching my abs Yeah, you're too fit
4: Americans like the presidents to be regular guys I'm not talking about William Taft-level fat More my pre-vegan shape before all the uh, the lentils made me look like Victoria Beckham. Bulk up a bit with some extra five thousand dollar rule breaking dinners at the French Laundry. I won't be taking rule breaking lectures from you, President Pinocchio. No, I didn't lie. I didn't know what sex is. Let's get back to Biden. You need to make a uh, a move now before it's too late. Is there precedent for an incumbent Democratic president pulling out during primary season? Of course. The two most recent were Harry Truman in January of 53 and Lyndon B. Johnson in March of 68. Why did Johnson quit? Bad approval ratings, ailing health, unpopular war, you know, Vietnam. And he said it is in his resignation speech, increasingly partisan division.
3: Bingo! Biden's got even worse approval ratings, 33 to 36 percent. He's 20 years older than Johnson, wasn't clearly uh, going senile. He supports the wars in Ukraine and Gaza that are both increasingly unpopular and partisan division. Today, it makes 1968 look like a Tea Party. How did his decision
4: go down? One congressman, Democrat Wright Patman of Texas, described it as a courageous and heroic act, which will mark him as one of history's great men. And did it? Absolutely. he came in eighth in a CBS survey of all-time great U.S. presidents, higher than JFK, Obama, (laughs) even me. What? What about Truman? He came in seventh, despite also being very unpopular by the time he resigned.
3: So we just need to convince Joe he'll end up a hero if he quits. Yeah, but that's not easy when he keeps saying he's going to be looking at all the wrong polls and he thinks everybody loves him. Well, I have a Trump ace that doesn't actually involve Trump. What's that? Buy one, get one free. If I'm the nominee, Kamala Harris can't be my running mate or VP because we're both from California
4: bingo that's a bit like a trick hillary would try to pull When she said that they voted for her they'd get me back in the white house too but uh, even that didn't work
3: if i do run can you keep hillary away from the limelight she's political anthrax to any campaign ah relax buddy i didn't even bring her here to mexico maybe we can lock her away somewhere with joe well as COVID proved you're america's
4: lockdown king so if anyone could find a way to do that any, it's you. yeah. Any more advice? I just keep saying you're not running, and that you got a full confidence in Biden. Nobody believes you on the first statement, and the second one just makes everybody laugh out loud.
3: Well, how do we explain what we're doing
4: here at the same resort at the same time? If we get caught, just say we're both attending a Clinton
3: Foundation event to help poor people. Wait, isn't that the excuse you used for flying on Epstein's Lolita Express many times? Yeah, people believed it. Thanks, Bill. You're such a pro. Uh,
4: Anytime, Gavin. Hey, if you do run and win, uh, consider me for Secretary of State because i got to get away
3: from Hillary as much as I can. Deal. So there you have it. There's our little dramatic play of what may have went down in the mind of Pierce Morgan and what he thought the conversation was like between Gavin Newsom and Bill Clinton. Sorry that we're not voice (laughs) imitators. No. We tried to differentiate them as much as we could. But you get the idea. Is the fix in? Why else would they be hanging out? Right? I mean, if Clinton, I mean, oh, that's right. He just has regular conversations all the time. Remember on the tarmac?
6: Mm -hmm.
3: Talking about grandchildren. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At a critical time. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. 6.45 645 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Special guest, Louis Valdez from Gun Owners of America, coming up at 705. And you're listening to 97.3 the Sky.
2: Mark Levin. The Democrat Party has
7: been the breeding ground of anti-American hate for a long, long time. Six week nights. Turning
3: one group of Americans against another group of Americans. On
2: 97.3 the Sky.
3: on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy here with a traffic update.
4: Yeah, taking a look at the uh, Cala National Forest. Looks like uh, we're looking at Highway 40 West as you are approaching uh, 314. Got a vehicle crash. understand law enforcement are
3: on the scene, but that is backing up a little bit. All right, good stuff. I mean, well, not good stuff, but at least people are aware of it now. Mm -hmm. Hey, coming up at 7.05, Luis Valdez will join us. Gun Owners of America talking about an open carry bill that may make its way through Tallahassee this year that would be great so stand by for that and just in case uh, you do miss it remember the odyssey app download it today it's free a-u-d-a-c-y once you have the odyssey app you just search 97.3 the sky and you can listen to podcasts or interviews that you may have missed and uh, can really be quite helpful you can also listen to the show wherever you are as long as you have some sort of internet connection right mm-hmm. all righty then All right, Uh, it is a happy hump day, Trump Day. At least we're going to try to make it that way. And uh, so President Trump, (laughs) he's going to be on at 9 o'clock tonight, Fox uh, Town Hall. Okay. Last night, it was Governor DeSantis. Mm -hmm. I only caught a little bit of it. Um, I thought he did pretty well. But again, like I said, I didn't catch the whole thing. Uh, Tonight will be former President Donald Trump's. A uh, chance to convince uh, Republicans to support him in the primary. He also told Breitbart News exclusively that years ago, when he was uh, a U.S. senator, uh, now President Joe Biden was regarded by then Senator Ted Kennedy and his colleagues as the dumbest person in the U.S. Senate. <laughs> now that's not new. That's not a revelation. No, it's but not. it is interesting that it's come out again. Yeah. Uh, Trump was explaining how Biden is a very vicious guy surrounded by vicious people, but also noted that Biden is not smart at all. He says, I ran against him. I got far more votes than I did the first time. I feel I know him very well. Hmm. A lot of times deal making, you know a person better if you're doing deals than if you're with that person all the time. He's surrounded by vicious people, radical left people, and people that are ultimately going to destroy him. They give no quarter. They're willing to do anything like weaponize the Justice Department and the FBI. And all those things can come back to hurt Joe and them and everybody else. Ultimately, there's a level of viciousness that you don't see. Joe Biden is a vicious guy. He's not a smart guy, not smart at all. All you have to do is look at his academic credentials. But he's a very... Vicious guy. Hmm. He's he's fooled Americans into believing uh, this image of nice. Yeah. And then he talked about the Kennedy thing. He's got this image of nice. When Ted Kennedy, who I knew very well, he's a Palm Beach guy, rich family, had a house on the ocean a mile down the road. I was very friendly with him for various reasons. I said to Ted Kennedy... Who's the smartest guy in the Senate? He gave me a name. I won't tell you hmm. because I cannot stand the guy. But <laughs> but it was really true. He's a smart guy. Then I said, who's the dumbest? And he said, probably Joe. I said, who's Joe? He said, Joe Biden. Why is he the dumbest? He said it's because he doesn't understand concepts. He doesn't understand policy. He doesn't understand anything that is complicated, like taxes wow. and various other things. Uh, He's hale and hearty and well-meant. It's true, sort of, with the smile. You can see a friendliness there, but it's not friendliness. Ted Kennedy said he's the dumbest guy in the Senate, and now he's our president. Wow. That's uh, interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. And what else has President Trump said lately?
8: They're losing in every poll. They're losing in almost every demographic. Uh, Numbers came out today that are... Uh, really very mind-boggling if you happen to be Joe Biden, and I think they feel this is the way they're going to try and win.
3: No, they're going to try everything.
6: Mm
3: -hmm. Nothing is off the table when it comes to taking down the number one political enemy of the far left, and that's Donald J. Trump. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it unfold in courtrooms as they're all being weaponized against him. The Supreme Court I think we'll rectify some of this. Uh, We'll see. There's also the uh, court case where President Trump showed up. I don't think he said much, but trying to to get the green light, so to speak, to say, hey, uh, you can't have this Jack Smith coming after me for things that I did while I was in the White House because I've got executive uh, presidential immunity, like every president has always had. Then you got that Jamie Raskin, uh, a, Raskin. a congressman, I, who I can't stand anyway. Yeah. But, you know, he's saying, oh, oh, well, then, you know, if if the ruling goes, to, you know, that way, then a president could, like, murder senators. Is that one of the most stupid things you've ever heard in your life? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, but, I I mean, again, we hear these things, we repeat these things, we're but we're not shocked. No. We're not shocked no. or surprised, because... Mm. Uh, there's no boundaries for the left and the things that they say mm. there's also usually no fact or facts <laughs> to back up details what they say mm-hmm. hey aaron rodgers quarterback for the jets has he become he's had become a bit of a lightning rod when that whole covid thing came out and everybody was being most people being forced to get vaccinations he stood up against it, but he still may be paying a price for that. Paying a price for mm. free speech. Wow. Details on that coming up. Special guest Luis Valdez is next, though, from Gun Owners of America. Are we finally going to see open carry in Florida? We'll talk about that next on 97.3 The Sky.
2: means a breath of fresh air new
3: beginnings and it
2: also means new news the presidency are you ready an election year impeachment added
3: to the federal debt. debt limit crisis
2: world peace keep it on the sky in 2024 and we'll keep you up on the new news that matters a lot will happen new year primary race when in. you cast your vote new news securing
1: the border Hamas and islamic jihad israel is fighting the just war the
2: news station is news talk 97.3
3: Good morning and welcome. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. It is 7.06. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers. Where the answer is always yes. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's a Hump Day, Trump Day. President Trump in a town hall meeting tonight at 9. That's counter-programming, I guess, to the, uh, the rest of the GOP candidates debating in Iowa. That's to take place tonight. As well, but joining us right now, Gun Owners of America, Florida Rep. Luis Valdez. Good morning, Luis. How you doing, sir?
1: Good morning. How you doing? Doing fine on my end here with this wonderful, nice, chilly weather.
3: We we fared okay through the storm. You know, uh, there were some uh, trees down. There was definitely some some damage, but by and large, I think uh, I think most folks did okay. Although, you know, today will be the day where we can really go through all that stuff, but I. I, I I think you've got some good news you want to share with us. It has to do with the possibility of open carry being a reality here in Florida.
1: I do. Um, GOA has been working hand-in-hand with Representative Mike Beltran, and uh, we have a bill introduced. He introduced it yesterday morning. It's House Bill 1619. It's an open carry bill, and it actually does more than just open carry. It repeals university campuses as being gun-free zones, so it also has campus carry as a provision as part of it. It reduces and removes the uh, permitting and fingerprinting fees for a concealed carry application. So if there are individuals that still want to get permits for reciprocity purposes to other states, uh, the state would be paying for it, not you. Um, and also, it removes additional gun free zones. Polling places wouldn't be gun free zones anymore. Um, adult uh, education, uh, adult career centers wouldn't be gun free zones anymore. It's it's a great, it's a fantastic bill. It was a lot of back and forth with Representative Beltran, then my uh, my organization and some of our like minded allies here in Florida behind the scenes. We've spent months trying to craft this bill, doing back and forth. But the most interesting thing about this is, as you know, last year I asked the governor plainly if he supports open carry, and he said he did. But part of his statement was basically, I support it, but I can't really back it until there's a bill in play. Well, governor, there's a bill in play now. And the real interesting thing about all of this is that we have a Republican supermajority, so you would be thinking – that would we would have Republican lawmakers jumping over one another to introduce such legislation to make Florida a true constitutional carry state. There's not one in the Senate yet. Um, I would hope someone like Blaze and Goglia, for instance, would introduce an open carry bill. But instead, it appears he's introduced a bill to expand red flag laws. That kind of has me in a conundrum here and scratching my head, especially since Blaze voted against the Parkland bill and red flag laws. Originally back in 2018, so is someone in the Senate kind of putting the screws on him? I don't know.
3: we'll find out well we'll find out fi- we'll, excellent we'll we'll find out sooner rather than later because blazing Golia is scheduled for uh, nine a.m. this morning, so we're going to ask him specifically about that red flag bill and why he supported that when he was against the uh, stoneman Douglas thing and and uh, other measures. so yeah, that'll be interesting to hear um, how he defends that okay and and here's the the other question related to this open carry bill yeah you can present a bill you can have a bill but it's got to make it out of committee has it done that or what how will that process take place because that's how they've been able to shoot it down no pun intended
1: well you're you're correct on that that's how they've done it in years past but the first step is getting a bill introduced in and of itself Um, as you know if a bill isn't even introduced you can't make noise about it But now gun owners could make noise about it because a bill has been introduced. And at the same time, this does put the governor between a rock and a hard place. The governor says he supports open carry. The governor says he wants Florida to not be lumped in with states like California, New York, Illinois, and Connecticut, the only four other states in the country that ban open carry. And the governor says he would expend political capital if a bill was introduced. Well, again, a bill has been introduced. So can the legislative leadership, can they kill it in committee? Of course they can. Can they make sure it never gets heard in a committee? Of course they can. But that's for your listeners, your your wonderful listeners, as gun owners, as political activists, as Americans, as patriots, they need to call their lawmakers and they need to put pressure on them and they need to call the House Speaker. But what's interesting is last session, uh, Representative Bobby Payne introduced a bill to repeal the under-21 purchase ban. There was no Senate companion bill, and the House Speaker allowed that bill to go through the full House. It went through all the committees. It went through a floor vote. It passed the House. It was the Senate that killed it. So hopefully uh, House Speaker Paul Renner will do the same for this open carry bill and for Representative Bobby Payne's uh, new repeal bill. He introduced the the bill again. This time it's um, House Bill 1223. Again, that repeals the under-21 purchase ban. And you also have Representative Joe Rudman up from the panhandle. He introduced House Bill 17 that gets rid of the mandatory waiting period. So if uh, you go to purchase a firearm, your background check comes back in the next five minutes, hey, you're good to go. You can take your firearm home with you. So there's three solid pro-gun bills in the House. Last year we saw movement in the House that was more pro-gun. So hopefully right now with the fact of how things are looking politically for the governor, I've I'm not trying to say that he's going to lose the uh, Republican primary, but, hey, he needs to be more solid on two-way issues. If he expends political capital here on the home front, that, of course, could make him look good on the national front because, hey, everything's interconnected. But if he really cracks down on the legislature and says, I want these three bills, I want open carry passed, I want the under-21 repeal bill passed, I want the mandatory waiting period repeal bill passed, That will make him look good on a national level. But the benefit for us as Floridians is that we have our rights restored. So the the stars have aligned, and we really need to put their feet to the fire and hold them accountable.
3: Well, if you're going to run as, you know, the the freedom guy and the free state of Florida and all the other things that you tout... Uh, certainly, and you've brought this up before, uh, the record when it has to do with uh, guns, gun ownership, and freedom, uh, the state of Florida is actually lacking quite a bit. He- quickly, here's my concern on the open carry thing. Um, you and I get it, restoration of rights, and we understand how important that is. But there's going to be some, I'm telling you right now, they are squeamish about the campus carry part of it. That's not going to be a... Uh, a deal breaker, will it? Is there flexibility to where they you know, to get it passed? It might have to do away with that for now.
1: Our goal organizationally is to reach for the brass ring and try to push for as much as possible. Um, as you know how politics are, it's like making sausage, it's a mess. Um, but we will not compromise on this bill. Uh, if lawmakers and the legislature do, that's on them. But organizationally, we will fight tooth and nail to get a full restoration of rights as best as we can, no or no
3: less. Well, and, and, and real quick, Biden, uh, I guess he went back to the uh, same old song and dance, going to ban ARs, assault uh, rifles, whatever he calls them, weapons of war, and he's going to ban high-capacity mags because he's done it before, he's going to do it again. I guess he forgot the part where it didn't do any good to lower crime rate.
1: It, absolutely not. Uh, the Clinton assault weapons ban that Joe Biden had uh, uh authorship of back from 94 to 2004, at no point did it reduce crime. What reduced crime was states across the country in the ninety liberalizing their carry laws and going from no to may issue to shell issue. Because looking back at the statistics and the numbers, prior to 1994, the majority of states were no carry. You couldn't carry a firearm, period, for self-defense. By the year uh, of 2004, most states got it.
3: And that's back when they used to actually punish criminals, too. So if they're in prison, they can't go out and commit other crimes. But apparently they don't understand that logic now. And on that note, <laughs> on that note, I'll, I'll let you go. Luis Valdez, representative for the state of Florida Gun Owners of America. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Look forward to speaking to you again with hopefully more good news.
6: Thank you.
3: Thank you. It is 715. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy's here. Now it's your turn. What's bugging you? Whatever it is, people not burning their headlights when it's raining, whatever issue it is that's irritating you, call in, air it out, get it off your chest. What's bugging you is brought to you by Florida Pest Control. Call in now, 877-975-9825. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. What's bugging you? And I know I,
1: I'm not speaking just for myself, but so many of them other Americans out there. Get
2: it off your chest now. We're not alone. 877 W Sky Talk, brought to you by Florida Pest Control on 97.3 The Sky.
3: 721 on The Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Your time check, brought to you by Hayes Jewelers. Well, the answer is always yes. It is time for What's Bugging You? A chance for you to call in, air it out, get it off your chest. All right. It's brought to you by Florida Pest Control. The only bugs they can't control are litter bugs. Call now, 877-975-9825. Phil, what's bugging you?
8: What's bugging me is I heard some very disheartening news. I grew up in Brooklyn. In my old neighborhood high school, James Madison, which I did not attend, but Chuck Schumer did. Uh, Judge Judy did, uh, Bernie Sanders did, is now they evacuated the regular students and put 2,000 migrants into it. And that's another knife in the wound over there. And guess what? There'll be more people leaving there and coming to Florida. Thank you very much, Joe.
3: Yeah, and, and the mayor of New York, he still wants to blame, what, bus companies coming out of Texas yeah. and the governor of Texas, right. not put the blame where it belongs to be under the Biden administration. Justin, what's bugging you? Good morning, fellas.
9: What's bugging me is I'm out there riding a the motorcycle and I come through an intersection and they've painted the arrows on the ground so high up it's like a damn speed bump. <laughs> That's bugging me. I appreciate it.
3: Yeah, and and those things, my experience is they can be kind of slick when it's raining. Um, That's been my experience. That's not a good feeling either. Pete, what's bugging you?
5: The
9: judicial persecution of President Trump. Uh, I have a question. I I am not a lawyer, although I did pay one enough money to take his entire family on a trip to the White Mountains of New Hampshire many years ago. But... uh, Right after January 6th, Nancy Nancy Pelosi uh, rushed through a hasty impeachment vote uh, against Trump at the last minute uh, before Congress uh, adjourned the lame duck session. Uh, The Constitution protects us against double jeopardy. If he's already been impeached for that and and with no result, how can he continue to be prosecuted for the same uh, day's events? And uh, maybe somebody can chime in. Thank you, Bob.
3: That, that is a great question, because that is what the Constitution, that is their remedy for a president committing crimes, high treason, misdemeanors, or whatever. That, that is the way that it works via uh, the impeachment. Otherwise, you have... The presidential
4: immunity, mm-hmm. but wouldn't, it, wouldn't they have the technicality that that is an internal thing
3: and the other is a court thing? Well, you usually can't, the double jeopardy is a court thing. You can't. Well, you can't have it both ways. I mean, it's still you're dealing with criminal, supposed criminal activity, crimes, right. sure. and you know, high crimes and misdemeanors. So, right. and it didn't reach that degree, right. that level. Yep. So that, to me, that's, that's the remedy, and it's been taken care of, as, as Pete shows. But mm-hmm. I, I'm not a scholar nor a lawyer. Mark, what's bugging you?
5: Hey, good morning, uh, Bob and Greg. Uh, aside from uh, presidents doing press conferences by loud helicopters, what's bugging me is it's probably another weasel in your thinking, but, um, I'm not sure if you've ever seen this guy engaging with Peter Ducey. His name is John Kirby. You, you know him. He's a, mm-hmm. you know, Navy almost guy. Almost like, uh, a Katrin John Pierre. But, uh, Basically, when he takes questions, he basically reminds me of that guy from the office, Stephen Carell, um, also known as Michael, the office manager. Like, he reminds me of a Stephen Carell on crack. I mean, he's just, it's, it really bugs me every time I see him. Thanks, guys.
3: Well, apparently he gets on uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre's nerves, too, because he likes to kind of take over, like, mm-hmm. let, let me let me tell everybody what's going on. You can't. You can't handle this. (laughs) Which, he's probably right. Unless she loves that. It it creates Mm. a bit of a strain, I guess. Nostradamus, what's bugging
6: you?
8: Hey, good morning, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for having Louis Valdez on. What's bugging me is I was watching the Talking Head show, Meet the Press, on the 24th of December. And Catherine Herridge was on there. There was a bunch of people in the round table. And Catherine Herridge is the senior uh, uh, correspondent for CBS. A news correspondent, and she was. They were. They were talking about their predictions for what's coming up. And Catherine Harridge says, for 2024, she's most concerned about a black swan event that could take place, that could throw everything in turmoil with everything that's going on right now. And I thought that was pretty interesting, coming from a mainstream uh, news correspondent who's been in the uh, you know the mainstream news media for that, for a long time. There are things going on, and you know, I think she might be right.
3: Well, she worked for a very long time for Fox News, and she was a. I found her to be a very credible source uh, for for information and uh, some insider stuff. Um, I, yeah, I found her to be quite credible. So we'll see, Tim. What's bugging you?
1: Hey, how you guys doing? Great. Um, hey, uh, I wanted to talk about Michelle Obama's little uh, speech or misleading garbage mm-hmm. the other day. It's funny how everything she complained about was exactly what Biden's done. She was complaining about, oh, if Trump gets elected, we're going to be in wars. Uh, He's going to be a tyrant. He's going to take away your rights. He's going to, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm going, wow, Biden's been doing all of this. And this is like classic Democrats. They keep accusing everybody else of doing what they're already doing.
3: Yeah, that's bugging me, too. They call you what they are. They say you're doing, in some cases, what they're just about to do. Oh, yeah. No, they, they telegraph it. I mentioned that earlier. Thanks so much, everybody, for your input and for participating in What's Bugging You. Brought to you by Florida Pest Control. Coming up at 8.05, we'll speak with Congresswoman Cat Kamek right here on the Bob Rose show along with Greg Cassidy live and local 97.3 the sky happy hump day trump day good morning and welcome you're tuned to the Bob Rose show Greg Cassidy is here as well it's seven let's make it a great one and and we will tonight at nine o'clock town hall meeting former president Trump on with uh, Martha McCallum and uh, Brent Bear. Brett Baer they'll have a um, town hall like I said, a town hall 9 p.m. Now CNN is hosting tonight's GOP debate in uh, in Des Moines, Iowa. Now that'll have uh, Jake Tapper and Dana Bash from CNN as the uh, the moderators.
6: Hmm.
3: And the only two GOP folks that I guess made the, the cut, according to their particular you know, CNN rules, was former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley and our Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. So they'll be the two facing off tonight, right before the Iowa caucuses Got a question for kick you. off on Monday. The process does. How do you think that's going to feel without
4: Vivek in there? Because uh, he is still kind of interesting. Uh, you know, Christy, he's just a, a blowhard to, to blast Trump all night. That's his job. So I'm really surprised since... You know, he's such in cahoots with CNN that they didn't find a way to make sure he was in there.
3: Well, I think think this format with just the two of them Mm -hmm. could benefit Governor DeSantis. Okay. But let's be honest, Nikki Haley, and I'm not talking about substance. I'm talking about delivery. She's pretty good. She's sharp. Uh, She can make her point uh, and even show some emotion without coming off being... Witchy, if you know what I mean. Yes. So she's good at that. Right. And um, she's very good at getting across her ideas and perhaps very good at kind of covering things that maybe she knows politically may not benefit her right. to be exposed. And But she kind of drew first blood with the whole Chinese business thing. Right. And I think if Governor DeSantis can kind of nail her down more on that... Mm-hmm. nail her down a little bit more on her being four, taking the statues down. Right. I think that'd be two areas where uh, I think you could gain some some ground on her. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Bad format. But again, because she is, let's be honest, a, a very good speaker, mm-hmm. and Governor DeSantis still has some some quirk substance-wise, I, I I don't think it's a match. I think he can crush her. Right. But you know how that goes. It's mm-hmm. how it's it's sometimes how it's delivered. Speaking of being delivered, when something called common sense was delivered uh, to Americans back in the day, uh, that they really got fired up. It was on this day, on this day, January tenth, seventeen seventy six. Okay. Thomas Paine publishes Common Sense. And you don't hear a lot about it because Hmm. the founding of the nation, it's the new ideas, self-government, and all of that. And, of course, getting away from England because of their overbearing style of government closely resembles what could be taking place with our government. In other words, they were mad enough at England back in the day to actually put their lives on the line because of the way they felt like they were being treated by England. Well, we're being treated like that by our own government now. I mean, you couldn't really
4: have free speech. You couldn't really protect yourself from the government. And you were being overtaxed. Yep. Just to name a few.
3: Yep. Thomas Paine, a reluctant English tax collector and failed businessman, arrived in America on the eve of the uh, revolution and published Common Sense. In the following pages, I offer nothing more than simple facts, plain arguments, and common sense. The cause of America, in a great measure is the cause of all mankind. This fueled revolution in the minds of American people It implored colonists to stand behind the heroic rebellion that was already underway against the British crown in Massachusetts. The American Revolution was still in its infancy. The Massachusetts Minutemen had routed the British Army at Concord April of 75 and chased the Redcoats all the way back to Boston. An army of New England farmers now under the leadership of General George Washington of Virginia was laying siege to the Brits in Boston in the winter of 75-76. Common sense scripted, basically, the next chapter. It proved wildly popular and helped inspire the Declaration of Independence just six months later. It was simply worded, but philosophically profound. Hmm. It was published in rabble-rousing pamphlet format that was very popular back in that day. Payne wrote... With great gravitas, we have it in our power to begin the world over again. I mean, remember this
6: idea—that
3: you know, many in leadership positions around the world thought it was a kooky, crazy idea. What do you mean, self-government? Right. People are stupid; they can't govern themselves. The New Testament notion of a new beginning, uh, new beginning for fallen humanity, served as the spiritual foundation of the Revolutionary War generation. Paine filled his work with references to the failures of the kings of the Old Testament. Paine's common sense made an irrefutable argument for separation from England and described the revolution as not only achievable, but inevitable. Throughout the colonies, letters to newspapers quoted Paine's words. Nothing else is talked of, wrote a Bostonian Andrew Elliot, to a friend in London. I know not what can be done by Great Britain to prevent it. Many of the searing criticisms, in common sense, of overbearing, unaccountable government ring as true today, as they did in oh. 1776. Wow. Society in every state is a blessing, but government, even in its best state, is but a necessary evil. In its worst state, an intolerable one. Payne wrote that way back when. And his call to intellectual and physical arms sold 120,000 copies in its first three months. And by the end of the revolution, 500,000 copies were sold. The estimated population of the colonies uh, at that time, excluding African-American and Native American populations, was 2.5 million. So Common Sense sold the equivalent of 66 million copies relative to America's population today. Yeah. That would be the best-selling work in American history, if it were to be using today's, you know, numbers. And Paine mocked the idea of a monarchy as a legitimate form of rule. It was a truly revolutionary concept among a species governed since the dawn of recorded time by strongmen, tyrants, and uh, hereditary rulers. Wow. So, anyway... This is just another history lesson that is so important, and you wonder if young people know that, if they know of Thomas Paine, if they've heard of the publication Common Sense, if they've had a chance to look at it or read it, you know? Now we're busy
4: filling their minds with trans garbage and stuff like that in our schools. Yeah,
3: don't have time for actual real... History. Oh, and by the way, by the way, for those on the left who want to use the very, very tired and wrong argument of, well, he's just another old white guy who owns slaves. Mm -hmm. Not true. In fact, he worked very hard uh, uh, toward the prohibition. Of slavery, really? Yeah, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. You mean facts matter, Bob? Is that what you're trying to say? Like, like real history? Matters? Well, the, all the words he used were very powerful, and I think most conservatives today would would go along with it, all of it. Yeah. Um, but and and those who wouldn't go along with it and trying to use that territory, well, he's just another one of those slave owning white guys who had power. No, that's mm-hmm. not the case at all. Not the case at all. So Thomas Paine, Common Sense, check it out for yourselves. I oh, yeah. Try to teach the youngins yeah. about it. I brought this up earlier. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's a quarterback for the Jets, longtime quarterback before that for Green Bay, won Super Bowl, set records, uh, 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 quite the guy. But he's a lightning rod now because he's not afraid to speak on all kinds of issues, including a very controversial COVID thing. When that came around, he said he wasn't going to do it. He was not trusting of the government he continues not to be the fact that he would air that out though is met with a lot of negative attention well he did something i guess on pat mcafee's show that really got under the skin of jimmy kimmel because he said something along the lines of um That, oh, when this list comes out, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to be unhappy. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, really hoping that doesn't come out. (laughs) Oh, man. And he defended himself recently on the uh, Pat McAfee show, and he he said, I wasn't calling him the P word, pedophile. Right. Yeah. It, It was more that... You know the kinds of people that are guests on his show or hang out with him. Oh, most of them are probably on the list. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel was really upset over it. But mm. but here's here's your clinching here's your clinching line. Okay. He said, referring to Jimmy Kimmel, Aaron Rodgers said, "Well, I think it's impressive a man who went to Arizona State and has ten joke writers and can read off a teleprompter." <laughs> I love it. Nailed it. Yes, he did. Yeah. Oh, and it's okay for. Uh, athletes to be politically active, but God forbid if they're politically active against the left and the big government agenda, then, oh, no, you're a nutbag, right? Mm -hmm. 7.45 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. All bets are off. Three
2: weekdays.
7: Whatever they have to do to protect themselves, the Israelis will do. They are prepared to deal with Iran.
2: On News Talk ninety-seven point three, the sky.
3: Good morning. Welcome. Happy Trump Day. Hump Day. Hump Day. Trump Day. Either does it doesn't matter? What yeah. order we going? Yeah. yeah. on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. We're live and local. Uh, Hopefully you didn't get blown away yesterday. That squall line that uh, ripped through. Nasty. Uh, We'll talk about that in a little bit. Also coming up at 8.05, uh, Congresswoman Kat Kamek will join us. And uh, the impeachment of Mayorkas, I would think, would be front and center. One of the things uh, that she'll be dealing with. We'll ask her about that. My take, at least you know, quickly on the surface, is... Mayorkas is just following the orders of the Biden administration. I mean, you can get rid of him. You would have no reason to believe that anything will change in terms of the border and security at the border. But we'll ask her about it, and we'll find out. And sometimes she has a different take. She certainly is in the know. So I look forward to talking to her. Pentagon briefs uh, uh, reporters on Secretary Lloyd Austin's health following his secret hospitalization apparently they're finally releasing details is multi-day hospitalization related to prostate cancer it's believed however the incident has left some wondering including the writer of this piece rebecca grant and i had mentioned it to you uh that laura ingram asked on her show or at least she made the statement she says you know biden might not have known where secretary austin was right and You know, the Secretary of State, Blinken, might not have known. Jake Sullivan uh, didn't know. None of those people knew. But she said, you know who probably did in all likelihood? Who's that? President Xi in China (laughs) and and Vladimir Putin in Russia. Oh, yeah. That's cold. And possibly true. The event reflected a disorderly U.S. government, cackled China's state-run mouthpiece Global Times. Sadly, Austin's image uh, came down to a peg, not because of any medical procedures, we all wish him a full recovery from prostate cancer, but because he's not running a tight ship. He was a natural choice for Secretary of Defense because Biden's team knew him well when he was the commander of U.S. Central Command. He's been a huge success at keeping together the 50 nations who support Ukraine. He's also been deeply engaged with Israel. But this slip was costly for the U.S. Mm. First, Xi and Putin will be wondering if American nuclear command and control was ever compromised. The standard procedure is to swap in a replacement for the Secretary of Defense in the chain of command if the Secretary of Defense is briefly unavailable. You could understand why the Joint uh staff in the Pentagon don't like to go into details on that. But that is the way it works, and apparently that kind of protocol was not followed. And if you don't follow protocol, people die. Mm. At least that Jack Nicholson told me that. That's true. Is that what he said? You follow <laughs> rules. You follow orders. Have you ever been part of a forward command, son? He's good. Yeah, he is. But technically,
4: there was a chain of command in the sense that he did send an email to
3: his, whoever person is, that they were in charge, even though they were on vacation. Well, my understanding is it was just kind of a partial list of some duties to kind of look over. Mm. I I don't think it was a kind of, you're taking my place. Look, at least for a president, when you go under general anesthesia, which I am assuming took place, maybe, maybe not, prostate cancer, I guess there's different robotic stuff, could be less invasive, I don't know, but... I would I I'm guessing that he went under general. And if he did, yeah. Yeah. You're in that chain of command. You're Absolutely. a very important part, and especially when it comes to nuclear uh preparedness and readiness. So yep. yeah, I think the the point is very well made, but we've seen them run to the defense oh, yeah. of Lloyd Austin and what an awesome guy he is, according to the president and John Kirby. They were all yeah, foaming at the mouth <laughs> of how excited they were and what a great guy he is. Right? Then there is Biden hating American oil and gas. And uh, Representative John James, a Republican out of Michigan, uh, provides some insight on oil production. I'll share some of that with you coming up. But first, at 8.05, we're going to connect with Congresswoman Kat Kamick right here on The Bob Rose Show, along with great Greg Cassidy. Hey, don't forget... Real quick, download the Odyssey app when you get a chance, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and then search ninety-seven point three the sky. You'll be able to listen to interviews, podcasts, and more. You're listening to 97.3 the sky right now. Stay tuned. Ah, resolutions. We could lose a few pounds. Maybe save some money. I'd be less stressed. Resolutions. What? What are you doing? We
2: make them. But some of us (laughs) don't keep them.
3: Check back in for details at the top of the hour. Breaking news at once. At the Sky, we'll
2: be sure to keep our promise to present news that matters to you. Learn
3: how to drive.
2: News Talk 97.3, the Sky. Throw that stress one out the window.
3: I can do this show with one hand tied behind my back, but I can't do it if I don't turn on the microphone.
4: <laughs> it's not detail.
3: Good morning and welcome. Hour number three begins. It's 8.07. Time check. Brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Some of your top stories tonight. Trump town hall meeting on Fox. Also, GOP debate. Uh, and that will be between DeSantis and Haley. That's at 9 o'clock. And that'll be CNN. But without further ado, we want to speak with Congresswoman Kat Kamek. Good morning, Kat. How you doing?
0: Hey, good morning, Bob. I thought that you, you were gonna say that you couldn't do the show without Greg.
3: Aww. Oh well that's absolutely true. I didn't know I needed to mention that, but thanks for reminding me as Greg's head will be hard to fit out of the studio door without a yeah. I without a shoehorn. Head- I need bigger headphones. Yeah. Um let me ask New
0: Year, New Year, right Bob?
3: Yeah. Yes, yeah, so so are you are you cooking up some popcorn? We're two hours away from uh, impeachment on Mayorkas. Um, I guess my question is: Do you support it? And what, if anything, do you think will happen as a result? Even if he is impeached, will it actually change what's going on at the border?
0: So obviously, I I support the impeachment of Mayorkas. I mean, I, I've been on the impeachment of Mayorkas train for couple of years now um the the challenge is not going to be making the case um because the facts they don't lie the the data is staggering every single month we have seen an uptick in, in encounters at the border more and more gotaways and of course i remind everyone that gotaways are individuals who were either seen on camera or by a a border patrol agent and got away And the only reason that someone runs, and I've been on the border, I've actually seen it with my own eyes, you know, watching them run, it's because they are either affiliated and known to be uh, working for a cartel, a gang, they're a sex offender, um, or they have multiple deportations on their record already. And so they run. And we have had millions of these gotaways on top of the 7.8 million illegals that have now been uh released into the united states and you heard my orcas this last week with agents he said um on it was an off the record meeting he said this to them but i mean of course it got out 85 percent of all those encountered at the border are released into the united states now i remember years ago we were calling that catch and release what they did under the Biden administration is they renamed the term to parole into the country to make it seem like these folks were here illegally. But when you have enough illegals who have come in under the the tenure of Joe Biden and it outpaces the number of births that American women have have had, that's pretty staggering. You have had more illegals enter the United States and are here currently than you have had the, the the children of American mothers born.
3: I, I, it, yeah, and I have to I, I have to ask you this now. You you explained the renaming of catch and release to you know paroled into the country, and we know these words they they play these words game uh, word games on the left. But I, okay. what is the legal argument? For them allowing to happen, what, what is occurring, what's what legally, what's going on here? Did something change along the way where they changed maybe the, what, what asylum means? Because it seems like what's going on now is illegal. They're crossing the border, and um, it, we some court dates are dated like in 2030.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy. I mean, I've been on planes coming back to Gainesville from the border, and I'll have illegals on the plane with me and I'll ask to see their manila packet of papers, and they get this manila packet, and it has a uh, a document on the outside that says, I don't speak English, please help me. And then on the inside, it has a one-pager that says, um, you are slated to appear before an immigration judge at this um, immigration center on this date. And most of them are six, seven years out. And we know from years past, that the percentage of illegals that actually show up and go forward with the hearing is less than five percent. So these folks, once they're here, they they get into a community, and we've seen in New York and in Chicago. I mean, heck, just yesterday they shut down a school in New York and told the students that they had to um, do their classes remotely because they had to bus in two thousand illegals that were going to take over their school. This is exactly what an America Last policy looks like. When we've asked, you know, okay, what do you need in order to do the, the Title Eight, And they said, oh, well, we don't have enough planes, so we're just going to let people come in. Or the State Department will say, well, we don't have the agreements with the countries to be able to send these people back. So it's this big game. And, and I hate to say the word game because it's not. We're dealing with real people's lives, <clears throat> and we've seen the trafficking of children. The administration has lost eighty-five thousand. Children have no idea where they went. It's it, it's very very scary and very dangerous. I but think as far I, as what-
3: I think everybody listening totally agrees with all the information you're sharing. I know you've been there in person. I know you do your homework. Yeah. Uh, I'm on board a hundred percent. So let's get to the question of you impeach Mayorkas, and let's say he either quits or he's impeached. He's out of that particular office. What makes any of us think, including yourself, whether anything will actually change in terms of border security?
0: Uh, just being very honest and realistic, I don't think that impeaching him um, will make a difference. Because, and I share—I've shared this many, many times before. Um, a long, not a long time ago, but a while back, we had a meeting. Several members and I had a meeting behind closed doors with my orcas. And it was a very heated uh, exchange. And he said at one point, his chief of staff was in the room. He said to, you know, the, the half a dozen of us, he said, I know you guys really want to impeach me, but you're not going to like who comes next. And I, I perked up and I said, is that a threat? And he just smiled at me. And at the time, I thought maybe Susan Rice is who they're going to tee up next or whatever. But it just it, it honestly to me, sounds like no matter what we do, the only difference that it's going to make is they're going to continue to play the shuffle game. They will look to put anyone in who is willing to uphold this political agenda because they're doing everything they can to keep this border open. The only thing that's going to change this is an election. We have to get Joe Biden out because they continue to process people into the country. They continue to move people around like a shell game. There's zero coordination with other countries to try to get these people back. It is a disaster, and only an election can fix this. Let, so let. I know everyone gets hot to trot about this impeachment, and I think we absolutely should, and we will. But the real game changer will be the election.
3: Last time we spoke, I asked you about government shutdown. Where are we at now in this so-called spending debacle?
0: Listen, I, I know, and I hope everyone's been seeing kind of the details of the deal um, you know, they, they came out with some top-line numbers of $1.6 trillion. I am a no to this bill, and I'll tell you why. It is really just a continuation of the big government programs, no reforms. And for Republicans to say, oh, well, we, we cut $16 billion, okay, that is literally a drop in the bucket in the monstrosity that is the spending that is going on. And it's we absolutely have to cut. We have to cap spending. But we need the process reforms Because if we don't change the way we're doing business, we'll end right back up here in a year. And this notion that, oh, we just have to do another continuing resolution, that continues the Joe Biden-Nancy Pelosi policies. I am not in Washington to do that. And so there's a lot of really heated family discussions going on right now. And the other element that people should be watching for is, Is this bill, this massive package, going to be passed with the majority of Democrat support? I would bet you $100 and and dinner, Bob, that it is going to pass with majority Democrat support in the House. And you're probably wondering why. We, as Republicans, control the House. Why would we put such a garbage package on the floor? Well, they're going to move it on what is called suspension, which means they suspend the rules. It doesn't have to go through the normal committee process there's no amendments that can be made to it or offered and so it's basically just here take it or leave it well i'm going to leave it because that is a bad deal for us today it's a bad deal for our children tomorrow and we have got to change the way we're doing it we can no longer accept the uniparty just big government oh we have to spend it because no hey hey, hey, hey,
3: real quick before we go just on a personal you know off the record thing i was wondering what you're going to be watching tonight is it going to be the the trump town hall or you think uh, desantis haley gop debate
0: <laughs> you know i hadn't even really given it much thought really um i'm probably no honestly because we've got committee hearings going on this week so i'll probably be preparing for that
3: you know i'm just busting your chops
0: i know i know you're always giving <laughs> me a hard time Bob. for pete's sake.
3: We we appreciate we appreciate uh, your time and your energy, of course. So uh, go get him, Tiger Cat. Thanks, Yeah, you too. Stay safe. Eight seventeen on the Bob Rose Show. Always a pleasure, Congresswoman Kat Um uh, If you miss it, you can always listen to the uh, interview podcast. All that we have on Odyssey, the app A U D A C Y Odyssey, and then search for ninety seven point three, the Sky.
2: Joe Biden is like the big spender in the champagne room and all these government agencies are thirsty strippers. The Dana Show. He
6: just in their dollar dollar bills, y'all.
2: Now, night, 10 p.m. on 97.3 The
3: Sky. Good morning and welcome. Happy hump day, Trump day. It's a 23 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer... As always, yes, you're tuned to The Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy's here. Morning, Greg. Good morning. Wow, we had some great guests already. Louis Valdez from Gun Owners of America, Congresswoman Kat Kamick, coming up at 9.05, Blazing And that will have to do with um, red flag laws, possibly mental health issues, things like that. So make sure you stay tuned, and if you miss any of it, Download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, download Odyssey app, and search 97.3 The Sky, and there'll be all sorts of things you can use that handy-dandy little app for, all right? Like taking us everywhere you go, all the time. Never miss any. We don't eat much, just take us along. That's right. Uh, The energy lobby is going to be working hard on an ad campaign in support of U.S. production of oil. Okay. Biden hates American oil and gas. Representative John James out of Michigan provides some insight on oil production. He was on Cudlow, um, American Petroleum Institute, nation's top fossil fuel industry group, launching an eight-figure national television and digital advertising buy to educate voters and policymakers on key energy policy issues ahead of the 2024 elections. The group's ad blitz, dubbed the Lights of... On Energy campaign will highlight how continued domestic oil and gas production is vital for meeting global energy demands. According to API, which previewed the campaign for Fox Business, it'll involve regional targeting in Washington, D.C. and key states. You would think Florida would probably be a part of that? It'll further work to dismantle policy threats, including those the Biden administration has pursued as part of its climate agenda. The goal of the campaign, educate voters and policymakers on what's at stake for American energy going forward. Concerns that we have is that some of the policy decisions this administration has made over its first few years could really sow the seeds for the next energy crisis if we don't make the right decisions in the next year. Hmm. Yet nothing happens at the speed of light when it comes to Oil and gas production. These are, are, in some cases, decade-long type investments, proposals, before they come to fruition. So, yeah, there's a huge lag there. And we could come up short when it comes to our energy needs in just a few short years, if the proper action is not taken. Again, Biden has already stated, I mean, unequivocally, He is the enemy of fossil fuels, and he'll do everything within his power to destroy that industry. Now, the long-term solution, alternative energy sources, yeah, we need to look at all that. But in the meantime, how foolhardy it is when people like the Russian government, China, India, they're not going to cut back on fossil fuel use. They're not going to cut back. So if you're playing that planet game, like, we're going to save planet Earth, we're a drop in the bucket. If they're not doing their part, if you believe all that, and all that will make a difference. But if you don't get them on board, all we're doing is shooting ourselves in the foot. We're like the sacrificial lamb, but, mm-hmm. but for no good reason. I mean, it will all have been in vain. Why is that a concept that is difficult to understand? And and basically, Joe Biden, this is another tool in which he enriches our possible enemies, like China. He helped to enrich them, this whole thing. Everybody has to have a battery-operated car. He knew what was coming down the pike. He knew the Chinese had ramped up in a way that was designed to corner the EV market. And they've done a fantastic job, if you're rooting for them, by the way. Yeah. And so, yeah, you'll be mandated into this idea, concept. But they're not building any power stations for you. And it doesn't come without cost in terms of energy. You've got to charge those batteries with something. I just... And it, it's frustrating. It is just so frustrating that they purposefully turn a blind eye to fact and reality... And their agendas, their agendas on the left are extreme. Make no mistake about it. 828 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Plenty more to talk about coming up on News Talk 97.3 The Sky.
2: Trending. Trending. Right now, on this sky, the federal government must take
5: responsibility now. and lead on this humanitarian crisis. It's
2: the
7: worst illegal immigration in our nation's history. Now. We're making progress, but this is a very difficult issue. News. As it happens, the president of Harvard, Claudine. The
2: resignation of Claudine Gay. The news station. The Iowa Caucus. We're leading by so much. Iran sending warships to the Red Sea could lead to a military conflict. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk
3: ninety-seven point three. The sky. 8.35 on the Bob Rose Show. Good morning and welcome. Greg Cassidy here as well. Morning, Greg. Burr. Good morning. Yeah, a little uh, chilly start. Definitely uh, quite a bit different. How many degrees difference is it between this morning and yesterday at the same time? We? 20. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, quite a bit of a difference. So be prepared for that. I, look, I'm fine with some drying out, some crisp sure. weather. yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to last. It's supposed to be another front. It's going to be uh, rolling yep, through around so weekend
4: time. We'll probably see some more wet. And then beginning of the week, uh, we could see some 32 early in the morning. Wow. Yeah. That's freezing, you yeah. know. Yeah, I've heard that. Did you know that? I, I I learned that in school a very long time ago.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Was it Dr. Height? Mm. Who taught Yes. <laughs> okay. Not Celsius. You remember Ray Epps? Remember oh, yeah. that name, Ray yeah. Epps, Ball Cap. Mm-hmm. Getting people fired up. We're going to get. We're going to take the capital. Yep. Yeah. Well, Ray Epps. Okay, he was on the FBI's most wanted list for a little while. Then he disappeared from their website, and he reappeared, and he finally was arrested. There was a lot of speculation whether he was working for the Feds or not at the time. Uh, You know, my personal jury is kind of still out on that. But listen to this. Ray Epps, clearly, I mean, was there, was at the Capitol. Clearly, they have him on video telling people we're going to take the Capitol. Yet, he received no jail time. He just went before the judge. No jail time. No restrictions placed on him. His travel during his probation will have to serve 100 hours of community service. That's it. While others rot, literally rot in a jail, some that didn't take as active of a role as he did, he appeared remotely by video conference so he didn't have to go to D.C. in the courtroom where Chief Judge James Bosberg sentenced him. And when Ray Epps urged people to trespass inside the Capitol, by the way, he knew it was a crime. You know why? He had an outstanding warrant for criminal trespass in Pennsylvania from 2015. Mm-hmm. He knows what trespass is. Uh, yes, he did. I don't have the information whether that was maybe perhaps politically motivated in some way, shape, or form. I don't know. But Epps sentencing took place in the same building where Trump was attending an appeals court hearing. His lawyers arguing that he's immune from prosecution on charges he plotted to overturn the results of the 2020 Election. But this guy, Ray Epps, remember they, they called him conspiracy theories that he was an undercover government agent who helped incite mm-hmm. the Capitol attack to entrap Trump supporters. He filed a defamation lawsuit against Fox News last year, saying the network was to blame for spreading baseless claims about him. I don't know if that was settled or what the status is of that. Right. <clears throat> I can tell you this. <clears throat> Um, Federal prosecutors have backed up Epps' vehement denials that he was a government plant or an FBI operative. Mm -hmm. They say Epps has never been a government employee or agent beyond serving in the U.S. Marines from 79 to 83. Well, if you know at some point that people are going to figure out that there were folks fomenting this situation, trying to fan the flames, trying to make it more violent. Would you have to show that they worked directly for the government or for a government agency? What if it's just take, for instance, like George Soros type money? Right. Like, hey, we just want you to go out there and, you know, help protest, kind of a, a gun for hire. Is there any way to trace that or track that? And, and by the way, I mean... You, you, there's websites like, you know, Rent-A-Mob.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
3: Where you can actually, you know, get paid to just, like, mm-hmm. show up at different places. So a lot of these things are not what you'd call organic or grassroots. These are things that are thought out and funded. And you have these quasi-professionals who engage in that activity. I don't know if that's the case with Ray Epps or not. All I can tell you is he clearly was on videotape. He clearly was trying to incite yep. the 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 video from the night before. There were actually a few people calling him a Fed. Mm-hmm. He seemed just a little bit too, I don't know. Um, Official? Kind of. Yeah. But two things
4: kind of come to mind. One is it's the whole, me think they doth protest too much. Even the judge said that more than 700 people have been sentenced in this courthouse for for their role January 6th, and not one is a member of Antifa or an FBI Mm -hmm. agent. The judge said that before sentencing him, and then they're calling him a scapegoat from the far right.
3: Yeah. uh, Come on. Like, the judge would know if somebody's identity had been Like, is he doing his own investigative work for him to say that? And again, you know... Who did we learn from how to how to make sure that money doesn't go directly from one place to the next? Make it a, make it a trail that's hard to cut. The Biden family, <laughs> yeah. Does that ring a bell? They about that.
4: Just a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. So listen to this, and and there's even listen to the sympathetic tone. This ordeal has forced Epps and his wife to sell their property and businesses and flee their home in Queen Creek, Arizona. He enjoys no golf, tennis, travel, or other trappings of retirement. They live in a trailer in the woods, away from their family, friends, and community. That's according to their attorney. Okay. Yeah. So, so we're, we're supposed to feel bad for him, okay? And, and look, and there's a chance maybe he doesn't deserve any of this. Maybe really was it, you know, the wrong place at the wrong time, and mm. he's just a regular guy, okay? Yeah, right. Let's just assume that for a minute. Well, how many regular guys are actually in prison right now? How many got uh, sentenced to very severe levels of punishment, higher than what you would get for a, a terrible forced rape? Really? Yeah, it's true. So, what's the sympathy for this guy, Ray? Oh, he doesn't get to play golf or tennis. Okay. But other people are rotting in prison who'd done actually far less. Fear of demented extremists has no apparent end in sight so long as those who spread hate and lies about Mr. Epps don't speak loudly and publicly to correct the messaging they delivered. Look, my message is clear. The government, at some level, was involved in January 6th to make Trump and Trump supporters look bad or even... Try to claim it was some sort of an insurrection. I believe, in my heart, that there was some deal struck, something uh, where they conspired to actually kind of try to blow this event up, make it bigger, make it scarier. Who knows better than how to get a crowd excited than... You know, the folks who work for our, you know, covert, Mm -hmm. uh, secret intelligence-gathering entities, they don't know about psychological operations. They don't know how to get inside of an organization like, say, I don't know, the Michigan Militia and manipulate some members that are easily led. That's the kind of terminology. This person's easily led. That means we can work on them. Yep. We we know the techniques that are effective. I mean, they do. Mm -hmm. So... I, I believe in my heart of hearts that there was definitely, at some level, this was definitely going on. Okay? And I I don't know what you can do to change that. I, I Look, if you did a really, uh, you know, deep forensic dive on this guy Ray Epps, if I was a betting man, yep. I'd put money on it that there was an exchange of something, mm-hmm. money favors something right. for him to go help be a... Let's let's call it this quote unquote organizer of some sort. Yeah. Might not have been getting paid from the government, maybe not directly. But something something doesn't smell right when other people are rotting in jail and Ray Epps, who clearly was involved, gets probation. He had one guy who wasn't even
4: there that's oh, going yeah. to jail because he was part of the planning. But he wasn't even there.
3: Right. But he was an orchestrator. Mm. Okay.
4: Ray Epps was there.
3: This justice system is weaponized. Make no mistake about it. 845 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. There's a lot more coming up on this Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. 97.3 The Sky.
2: He brings the brutal truth.
9: Rather than support the Israelis and say, do what you have to do and get this over with, it's being dragged out. Mark
7: Levin. Because Biden does not want Israel to win.
2: 6 o'clock on 97.3
3: The Sky. State Senator Blaze Ingolia is going to join us in the 9 o'clock hour. And he's got what could be a controversial bill, a red flag bill, kind of strengthening the red flag stuff when it comes to um, school personnel, people that work in education. All right. So it, it's very interesting. The GOA guy, um, our buddy Luis Valdez, he's not very happy about it. And Blazing Golia has been, as far as I've understood, a Second Amendment supporter. Sure. Historically. Yep. Voted against the Stoneman Douglas changes, etc. So we'll try to get to the bottom of it and let him explain in his own words why he's promoting this particular bill is. If, if you want to look it up, it's uh, uh, Senate, uh, Senate Bill 394. Senate Bill 394. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of legalese to some extent, but I think you get a general idea that if there's like mental health issues and there's a protection order, uh, that person then has to immediately turn themselves in and turn in all their weapons and ammunition. Interesting
4: that it's dealing with uh,
3: educators, School right? School personnel. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean it could be choice, everybody yeah. from the custodian. Yeah. I don't know the lunch lady, maybe. Oh, you got to watch You never could trust the lunch those ladies. lunch ladies. I'm telling you, it was you. always the one that liked you and give you that that extra little bun and some butter, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it didn't like you and they'd short you. Yeah, it's not fair. But There's I'm no- sure anybody listening who served in that capacity, yes, I'm sure you were one of the good ones.
4: Well, if they're listening to the Bob Rowe <laughs> Show, of
3: course. Of course, the ones that worked in lunchrooms that, that I frequented as a child yeah. might have also a very strong opinion about me. <laughs> and your nah. and your actions in the lunchroom, maybe, as a child?
6: Well, I mean,
3: now.
4: nobody's Nobody's perfect. Well, yeah.
3: I know. All right. Mm-hmm. What else do we have going on? Oh, we've got the battle tonight. And really, it's like a double battle. A it's a battle, battle on top of a battle. Wow. It is the Matrix of Battles. Wow, you've got Fox tonight, nine o'clock. Martha McCallum, Brett Bear, and they're going to be taking on Donald J. Trump, insurrectionist, yeah, Ooh. authoritarian, oh yeah, evil doer to the likes of Mussolini. Scary kids. Uh, and then if you switch over to. Uh, I believe it's CBS. No, oh, I'm sorry. CNN. My bad. CNN. Yeah, you can't tell the difference anymore. Yeah, right. Uh, CNN, you get to see two of the GOP candidates that made the grade, that made the cut. So it'll be Haley and DeSantis. Toe to toe, mano a womano. o. get the gloves off? I think so. Okay. Look, they're fighting for the right to be number two. Who fights to be number two? I never want to be referred to as number two. Never, ever, no. 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 Um, So anyway, that's what's taking place tonight. At the same time, CNN nine o'clock. Right, you've got you've got uh, the battle of Nikki Haley and Governor DeSantis, which I think in a format with just two of them. Mm I think it should benefit DeSantis because I think when it comes to substance, making the conservative argument, yeah. he's definitely better armed. Can he utilize that information in an mm. effective and efficient manner? He's not as good, if we're being honest, he's not as good as Nikki Haley in talking to a crowd right. or speaking in a debate format. She mm-hmm. is he's good, very good, and it is difficult for a woman to appear in charge, and control, uh, yep. uh, you know, for facts and be strong and be assertive without crossing over into that.
6: Rah! I'm Hillary
3: Cackle Clinton. Rah! Rah! Wow.
4: Reminds How do you of like action. that? Yeah, it's, well, it's actually very accurate, to be honest. With you. <laughs> uh, what will be interesting, though, is because you're taking out the element of the uh, Ramaswamy Haley, you know, kind of cat fight that goes on there. And then you're taking out Chris Christie. He'll be at a buffet, I'm sure, watching it somewhere. But uh, you don't have him just basically blasting Trump for a couple of hours.
3: Yeah. I, and you wonder, is is it going to be DeSantis against Haley and vice versa? Right. Or will it be Haley and DeSantis mm-hmm. versus Trump? I wonder what... <sighs> I mean, yeah. I, I, I doubt that their strategist would... Confer with each other on that. Hey, Mm -hmm. let's agree to attack Trump. It wouldn't be beyond the realm of possibilities. Beyond, no. But.
4: But Haley wants to beat DeSantis.
3: She does, that. And she appears to at least have some momentum in some places.
4: Yes, in some states, right.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she wants to capitalize on that. We'll see how she does it. If she thinks attacking him is going to benefit her to a greater degree, then that's probably the strategy she'll utilize. Governor DeSantis has got a great track record and a military record. he got a good story to tell. He should be able to win. Nine o'clock stretch coming up, and Senator Glolia will be our guest. 2024
2: means a breath of fresh air. New
3: beginnings. And it
2: also means... New news. The presidency. Are you ready? An election year. Impeachment. Added to the federal debt. Debt limit crisis. World peace. Keep it on the sky in 2024. And we'll keep you up on the new news that matters. A lot will happen. New year. The primary race. When you yes. cast your vote. New news. Securing the border. Hamas and Islamic Jihad. Israel is fighting the just war. The news station is News Talk 97.3.
3: Good morning and welcome. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Live and local, it is 9.06. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Tonight, Trump Town Hall on Fox. At the same time, CNN will host a debate between Governor DeSantis and former Governor Nikki Haley. But without further ado, we're going to talk to State Senator Blaze Ingolia that we've touched base with on a fairly regular basis. And good morning, Senator. How are you doing?
7: Good morning. How are you?
3: I'm doing fantastic. Uh, we've had previous conversations where I get the feeling you're a very strong Second Amendment. But we had our Gun Owners of America buddy on Luis Valdez earlier, and he's concerned about one of these bills that you're putting forward has to do with school employees and red flag laws. Can you explain why uh, you're supportive of this when you shot down, shot down, bad uh, when you didn't go with the Stoneman Douglas uh, with that bill initially and some other stuff?
6: Yeah,
7: so um, uh, let me just clarify. I am against. I voted against the Stoneman Douglas uh, bill. I am against red flag laws. I'm against taking away guns from people under 21 because I think it's all unconstitutional. Um, And I actually have um, two red flag laws. One is my issue with the red flag red flag law now because it's in statute is that there's no due process. So I have a bill that actually. Not only says that you can have counsel a lawyer present at the at a red flag red flag law hearing, but you the the uh, law enforcement has to notify that you have a right to counsel also, which we don 't don 't have in current law, so in that case i 'm sticking up for second amendment rights, but to go to um, um, the gentleman 's concern here is that look, I wish red flag laws were never part of, of Florida law because I do think they're unconstitutional but the sad fact is is that it is a uh, a port it is in the law right now now this bill came out from there was a um, in hernando county where i live a trans teacher actually threatened to uh, take the uh, his guns and return to the classroom and shoot the kids mm. and we said okay now we don't like red flag laws at all but since they're there and one is issued and it has to deal with the school you have to notify the schools so they can so they can uh, govern themselves appropriately. And every time I ask this question to uh, to uh, gun advocates, Second Amendment staunch Second Amendment ad- advocates, they all say that when I ask them, they won't answer the question. Well, if it was your child and you uh, your child sat in the classroom and the teacher wanted to bring in the guns and, and shoot your kid, what would you do? So while I don't agree with red flag laws in total, since they're there. And ones being issued, if it has to do with kids and the school, I just think it's common sense that we notify them. Now, the, what they should be doing is taking the, the uh, teacher out of the classroom. Doesn't mean they have to get fired, but there has to be at least notification. That's what this bill does.
3: So you're trying, yeah, required type steps, a step system. You have to have these things done before you can go to the next step of taking their uh, firearms and ammunition. Correct?
7: Yeah, yeah. Look, it's what we're saying is that we're we're not we're not. Um, getting rid of we're not weakening them we're not strengthening them all we're doing is just uh, allowing for notification
3: okay all right so fair enough this is interesting the kamala harris truth and slavery teaching act wow it definitely got my attention uh i guess the name sort of is self-explanatory but lay it out for us
7: yeah i mean we know that there was some um uh, criticism from kamala harris and the administration uh... over slavery teachings in african-american studies in the state of park so Kamala harris comes down parks herself in jacksonville and basically says and these were pretty much her words verbatim is that when it comes to slavery we should be teaching the truth well the truth is that the democrat party was the party of slavery and in the late eighteen hundreds they actually adopted into their official party platform that not only they wanted to keep slavery but expand slavery It was actually part of their adopted official party platform I think that's important context. And we also need to teach that the Republican Party with Abraham Lincoln was founded upon the abolition of slavery. When they're teaching these kids, they're not teaching important historic political context when it comes to the political parties. Because we have kids now that are going through the school system that want to tear down Abraham Lincoln statues because they think he was a slaver. what are they teaching these kids? Look, I don't know if this is going to pass, but we need to have the discussion about teaching kids what actually happened when it happened to slavery. So I totally agree with Kamala Harris, and that's why we named the bill after her. It's the truth in Slavery Teachings Act.
3: Well, I'm all about teaching uh, the truth in history. I, in fact, brought it up that Thomas Paine, his Common Sense, uh, was released uh, in this day back in uh, 1775, and I wonder how many young people know even who Thomas Paine is, let alone the book Common Sense, and how how uh, what a popular would have been a bestseller back in the day if they had those kinds of lists, But I doubt. I agree.
7: Look, think think about the culture today. They think Benjamin Franklin wasn't wasn't one of our founding fathers, just some old dude that shows up on a $100 bill.
3: Right. Yeah. Well, he was flying kites and stuff. He was busy. (laughs) But you've got that. No, Ed, okay, you've got another voting bill. Explain what that one is about.
7: Yeah, look, I think it's uh, I think it's time that we have a discussion about getting away from you know, from um, non-excuse vote by mail ballots where anybody can anybody can request a vote by mail at any ballot anywhere in the state of Florida, anywhere in the world. Look, there is nothing safer, safer than somebody voting in person because you as the voter, you get to fill out your um you get to fill out your ballot, and then you watch it as you feed it into the machine, and the ballot the ballot is counted. If you think about vote by mail, we have hundreds of thousands, millions of ballots being crisscrossed in the mail, and like how many sets of hands touch that ballot before it's actually cast? With that, there is an inherent error margin. There's inherent fraud margin. So the safest way to vote is in person. So what my bill says is that we're going to go back to the old way. I personally would like to go back to the old way of voting, where everybody votes in person. You can vote early. You can vote in person on Election Day. But this idea that we can ever make vote-by-mail balloting safe is just a fallacy. There is always... Look, just last year, we had not one but two elections overturned by judges, not here in Florida, but in areas specific to fraud that happened with vote-by-mail. In addition, the Heartland Institute just came out with a report that says one in five, 20 percent of all voters that vote by mail admitted, self-admitted to committing some sort of voter fraud. Look, I don't know if this bill is going to go through and maybe not and maybe stop, but we need to start having a discussion about how we actually cast ballots here in the state of Florida, not just here nationwide.
3: Well, transportation was a much bigger impediment 100 years ago, yet People, by and large, were able to show up on a single day to vote. We've expanded on that. We've made it easier and easier. I'm with you 100%. This vote-by-mail thing just invites fraud and errors. And then you have different states that they'll count. Some will count the votes all after the polls close. We'll count the ones that were mailed in. And then some of them will extend the dates they accept them. And I don't even know where they come up with the dates. It's like... The polls are closed. Why would you still allow mail to flow in? Like, there's no cutoff on some of these things. So, yeah, I think it's uh, ripe with problems, to say the least.
7: And there's another portion of this bill that people have not been talking about. is: Look, what you want as a voter is you want to make sure that your vote, um, uh, you want to make sure that people are who they are when they cast a ballot. And the second thing is that you want to make sure that your vote is counted properly. What my bill does also is it mandates that two precincts, get audited um, by hand after every election before the vote is certified to just validate that the hand count matches the machine count and if it doesn't the secretary of state can then go and order a hand recount of the whole election to make sure that we actually have correct and
3: accurate results if an open carry bill makes its way through the house would you be supportive in the senate of such a bill
7: i have been i have been and always will be a staunch supporter of the Second Amendment. I have been on record saying that I support constitutional carry, permitless carry, which we passed. I've been on record saying I support open carry, although personally I would not open carry. I believe it is a person's Second Amendment right, their constitutional right to do so.
3: Yeah, I, well, I, I'd i like to have the uh, ability to make my own decision as what's in my best interest in any particular scenario that may or may not arise. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, and I will pass that along to everybody. As, well, I'm actually doing that right now. So we appreciate your time, uh, State Senator. Anything else that you wanted to touch on?
7: Nope, just um, um, every once in a while I'll come on here. I'll update you about the uh, uh, the bill that um, I'm following what's going on in the legislature. Just know that I'm going to continue to be aggressive. I'm not a guy who plays defense against Democrats and the Liberals. I am always going to be on offense.
3: Love to hear love to hear State Senator Blaze Angolia, thanks again for your time today. Take care. All right. You too. It's 916. We're about 30 minutes away from things that make you smile. Upbeat positive thoughts that you share with us. More headlines on the way as well. You're listening to News Talk 97.3 The Sky. Sean Hannity. Guess who takes the chair of the
2: U.N. Human Rights Council? Weekdays, 3 p.m. This is the same Iran that puts women to death for not wearing a head cover. On News Talk 97.3 The Sky.
3: Gorgeous. The sun is out. It's another day in paradise, my friends. Pump it up. Be thankful for what you have. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll talk about uh, things that make you smile. That's at approximately 945, so hang in there for that. Right now, it's 921 Time Check, brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. gagging, choking. Ah, what is that? What is that, Bob? Why that's Secretary Mayorkas. <laughs> he's he's choking on the impeachment cobbler that they're going to shove down his throat today. Yeah. It's not going to taste good. Um, and this guy, I, I didn't get a chance to do this story yesterday, but it's so interesting that he's saying these things, and today he's facing possible impeachment. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is lobbying Congress to allocate billions, billions to secure the border? No. Billions to bus more border crossers and illegal aliens into the United States. What?
6: Billions.
4: What? Yes. In? No, he's supposed to be protecting the border, not opening the
3: door a little wider. The left, the Democrats, see the problem at the border as one of efficiency. Or lack thereof. And that if you just make it more efficient, you can get more people in. Wow. As though you're selling tickets to a sold-out show, and now you're getting into standing room only.
6: Mm.
3: Yeah. During a press conference near the U.S.-Mexico border in Eagle Pass, Texas on Monday, Mayorkas went on defense and accused critics of lying about his record (laughs) as DHS Secretary under uh, Joe Biden. Uh, if anybody's pants clearly have been on fire for some time now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's Secretary Mayorkas. Mm-hmm. Okay? If he yep. even wears pants, I don't know. With the Biden administration, you never can tell. No, but some have accused DHS of not enforcing our nation's laws. This could not be further from the truth, he said. Well, yeah, but he's basing that on the fact that they bent all the rules, they bent everything that was put into place that was securing our border by President Trump, and they did it on purpose on purpose. They want the open borders. And for him to deny, say he's not enforcing our nation's laws, well, that's a lie. Unless you believe that now the laws don't really matter because they're not following them. Hmm. At Majorca's direction, DHS has overseen year after year record-breaking levels of illegal immigration. Now, this is factual. In fiscal year 2023, more than 3.2 million illegal aliens were encountered at the nation's border, nearly 2.5 million of which arrived at the southern border. Mayorkas urged Congress to pass Biden's supplemental budget request that the White House issued October in 2023, which would have billions more in American taxpayer dollars going toward apprehending, detaining, and then releasing millions of illegal aliens into U.S. communities. We need Congress to provide the supplemental funding that President Biden requested months ago. So this is the tired old, we're Democrats, and if you just throw enough money at a problem, uh, it'll go away. But we also know this time, we definitely know that's a lie. It's absolutely, unequivocally a lie. We need more Border Patrol agents and more case processors so that the agents can be out in the field doing the heroic work that is their fundamental mission. Helping people, guiding them, I, I think is what he means, into a better life. Because oh. what's he talking about trying to pretend is heroic work? He's got him changing diaper and filling out paperwork, putting people on buses. That's not what the Border Patrol wants to do. It's what they're forced to do. We need more officers so that migration surges do not force mitigation measures of last resort, like bridge closures.
4: Okay, but if there are too many coming in, we can't even handle it. You should close the door.
3: Oh, there you go, Greg. I know. I know. Are you trying to apply common sense? A little bit. You're trying to present some logic there, Spock. Try. I noticed the ears perking up and getting a little pointy. Mm -hmm. We need more asylum officers and immigration judges so that we can resolve asylum claims quickly, granting relief when it is warranted, removing migrants when it is not. And reducing the 3 million case immigration court backlog that has been growing for years and years. Eh, you could say year and year and year. Those three. Yeah. But if we're already booking out to
4: 2031, again, just shut the door. You don't need to try. You we can't can
3: handle what you've got already. But his mentality is wait, we can get more in. You just can't say it exactly like that. But that's right. exactly what he means yeah oh and we need more technology to combat the smuggling of fentanyl so he at least acknowledges that it does happen Mm -hmm. and more facilities to process and detain migrants during immigration enforcement proceedings mostly with lazy boys color tvs and of course some top-notch finger food while they're waiting yeah yeah This guy really is a bozo. I'm sorry. And I hope they rip him to shreds today. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope he chokes and chokes hard on that impeachment cobbler. Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. And Mark, good morning.
5: Hey, good morning, uh, Bob and Greg. Um, I think we need a Nancy Reagan just say no approach at the border. And not only that, but um, when people try to legally come to America and to go to other countries they actually have to have proof of funding to take care of their own needs and so basically all this request for new money is you know that they need to kind of get it backwards and and be sending people away and turning people away I mean I don't want it to become what we really need at the border but uh, they, they basically need to take a Nancy Reagan, just say no, just say go approach.
3: Just say no, yeah. just say go. Well, I like like I always say yeah. when Nancy said it, don't say no. Mm-hmm. Say no, thank you. Aw. Right? So polite. Because even with your local drug dealer, you can still have manners. It's true. 928 on the Bob Rose Show, 15 minutes away from things that make you smile. Greg Cassidy is here, and you are listening to 97.3 The Sky.
8: Latest news. Newsroom. The
3: Hamas terrorists.
8: On the go. Iran. China. Russia.
2: North Korea. we got to stop the spending. Speaker of the House. You want to get Trump at any cost? Sky News. Anywhere you are.
1: Downloaded the app. Now I can stay in the know. And
2: hear the sky crystal clear everywhere. I like that it's local. DRU Education freedom. Download it now. A-U-D-I-C-Y. Love the app. I listen on the go. Easy to get my news. Because they're a lot more convenient. This. Inflation. economics is His news talk. Sell access to Joe Biden. 97.3.
3: Good morning and welcome. It's 936. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here as well. Morning, Greg. Good morning. Man, we had a full show. Louis Valdez, Gun Owners of America. We had Congresswoman Kat Kamek on at 805. Uh, State Senator Blaze Angolia, working on some important legislation in Tallahassee. Uh, Really, a full show. And if you missed any of it, you don't have to. You just download the Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. Download it and then search for 97.3 The Sky. You'll find us and all the cool little things you can do with that there app, including listening to podcasts and previous interviews. All right. I got a pet peeve I want to share with you, but first, mm. people just are really, they can't handle it anymore, and I'm talking about the onslaught of the illegal immigration. This time, a Democrat mayor in New Jersey, Uh It just, he's beginning to turn against the president for his failed immigration policies. Mm. But now he's taking heat, turning completely against Biden's tidal wave of illegal border crossers. Apparently, uh, this is the deal. Sam Joshi, Democrat mayor, Edison, New Jersey. He's had enough. And he's taking criticism for his comments about the growing migrant problem, particularly when he said he wanted to, quote, make it clear that our position in Edison Township is that you're not welcome here. They're illegal. Mm -hmm. They belong on the other side of the border. We don't want them in Edison, period. That's the bottom line. That's according to the New Jersey Monitor. He added that he plans to order his police to bust the migrants back to the other side of the border. In response to the criticism, the mayor told Newsweek that as a son of immigrants, he understands the issue very well. Edison has a large immigrant population and the overwhelming majority of residents, most notably the immigrant community, support my position. I'm proud to represent their best interests. The Democrat has spurred uh, was spurred to his comments after a busload of illegal aliens were dropped off in his city and boarded a train to continue their travels to New York. All right, so you got the border issue. It's not going to go away. Mayorkas may be facing impeachment later on today. We'll see how that goes. We'll also check in with the Davis-Gainesville uh, skylines, Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet skylines, and talk to Rosebud. Good morning.
9: Good morning, Bob. Hey, I just want to make a comment on this stuff. You know, Mayorkas and Blinken last week were down there in Mexico seeing the Mexican president. Did you hear the comments out of that Mexican president that he told Blinken and Mayorkas and directed it at uh, our our fearless leader there, uh, Dodo Joe? Uh, First of all, if they want his help to uh, slow down the uh, global citizens from passing through his country... He wants $20 billion for, in aid first, and then he wants aid, billions of dollars in aid for all the rest of the southern countries over there. He wants them to take off the embargo off of Cuba and Venezuela. wants to have free trade. Wants all. He gave a laundry list of things that he wants to help slow down the immigration into our country. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's amazing that we think we're at, at wit's end. All we got to do is... Put the gates back on the uh, fence that's built already. There's miles, of, what, 900 miles of the 2,000-mile border is built. Trump built it. Put the gates in and lock them and say, no, you can't come in no more. But we're going to be uh, uh, in, uh, uh, worried, worked over by the Mexican government now. It's, it's crazy. They're, they're mainstreaming these people, too. They say there's so many people down here at the Gap again. They're bringing them in by the by the boatloads. Uh, it's crazy, people. And if you think that this state is immune, uh, go to Wachula. go to Plant City, the uh, uh, Amicalle, Florida City, Homestead. You better speak Spanish because uh, for the last uh, forty years we've been uh, introduced to. Uh, uh, our, our produce is being picked by, and I got no problem with a lot of the Hispanic people because i worked with them for decades, because they've loaded my trailer with stuff, and I hauled it, and I made money. But we're, I, I think it's the, the new term should be, we're under the attack from Montezuma's revenge. Uh, I hope you get used to it, and you keep some toilet paper handy, because I think it's going to get worse unless Trump wins, and he'll show the Mexican president and the rest of them, just how fast he'll close that border and shut it down you people keep the faith have a nice day i gotta go it's my birthday i'm gonna go out and eat me something good to eat and keep the world behind me see
3: ya i right, see you rosebud happy birthday we we don't do shout outs for birthdays but if we did we'd say happy birthday rosebud enjoy some birthday cake but unfortunately
4: birthday greetings are not allowed by corporates so rosebud as much as we love you we can't say, happy birthday, hope it's an
3: awesome day. Uh, I'm not going to you know. blame corporate. I think corporate is awesome, Greg. I don't know why you hate them.
4: What What corporate. exactly?
3: What? I love corporate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. Nostradamus, you're on the air.
8: Hey, Bob, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with what Rosebud said. He actually stole a little bit of my, what I was calling in about, but, you know, about coming to Florida. And they are going to come to Florida. Think about it. They're shipping them all up north, and I know a lot of people think it's a good idea that that, uh, Abbott and DeSantis and people uh, governors are sending them up there. The thing is, they're going to end up back down here, and the reason I say that is because they're not used to that cold weather, for one thing. Once they get their legal, all their legal status in place, get driver's licenses, like Minnesota's giving them driver's licenses and everything, and they're going to they're going to find their way back down here. And I watched, I followed a channel yesterday. On YouTube, a a travel channel that I follow, and this guy went to San Antonio, and he was talking about, and he was showing how they're busting them into San Antonio from the border, and they're just dumping them. And they're in the streets, and they already got brand new iPhones. He showed their brand new iPhones, and they got plane tickets, and a couple of them, they asked him where, he was asking all these people where they were going. He's just walking by and asking them, and two of them said, Well, we're going to Orlando, we're from Venezuela.
3: Yeah, we're being manipulated. We're being used. Mayorkas uh, is going to face uh, impeachment, but it still won't make the issue go away. As long as Biden or the Democrats are in charge, that border will be open. And I thought it was interesting uh, what Rosebud was saying about the Mexican uh, president. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, asking, "Oh, you want You want help from us? Uh, we want some aid." And I thought I saw an article where they almost put it on a, a per, per person basis or something. Wow, and uh, and the. It's interesting because in his latest uh, note, apparently spent, uh, sent to Biden, it was one of those singing like telegram type things. And it went something like this. Ay, 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 ay. I am the Mexican bandito. Yeehaw! So let So, say Biden, you better pay
4: up, sucker. What a different approach that uh, was taken during the previous administration.
3: Yeah. He, uh, he used wasn't to- paying anybody anything. He used trade leverage to say, "Hey, suck it up and hold those uh, you know, so-called refugees uh, and all those other border cross, You hold them up right there, yep. or we're going to rescind all the monies and and things that we spend and do for you." Yeah. Yeah, totally different kind of a take. Biden's like, "Well, I- I want to buy them off, but how will I have enough money to launder through Ukraine and, and make sure that, oh. you know, Iran gets money too so they can continue to develop their nuclear program? Mm. I don't have any money for the Frito Bandito. Yeah! All right. So it's, it's not going to end. Yeah. All we can do is. Yeah, here's another one. Illegal aliens Uh-oh. have less than a 5% chance of being deported under Biden. Excuse me? Yeah, less than 5% chance. Oh. The fiscal year 2023, more than 3.2 million illegal aliens were encountered at the nation's border. Just 142,580 were deported. Hmm. Yep. So that's 4.4%. So you got a 95-plus percent of being able to stay.
4: Yeah, they, they talk about uh, better odds than buying a lottery ticket. My goodness. They're the winners.
3: And apparently, um, Majorcus already admitted publicly that they've released at least 70% of the 10 million illegal aliens encountered. That, so 70%, but it's more like 95%. So how does he admit that and then say, there's no problem with the border, we're he,
4: doing our job, we just need more money for judges? Yeah,
3: he, he's you know? not saying there's not a problem at the border. He's like, oh, I agree, it's been a mess for years, Congress well, needs yeah. to fix it, but in the meantime, in the, send yeah. me money yeah. so I can make the inflow mm-hmm. happen more efficiently. Yeah, they, they want to pump the numbers up even higher, even though they've break, broken all records. You know, quarter mm-hmm. after quarter, breaking mm-hmm. record after record of incoming, and they're not going to do anything to stop it. No. I, again, no. we've already spoke about this issue till we're blue in the face. Mm-hmm. Mayorkas, he should be impeached. He may or may not be, but it's not going to change the policy.
4: Well, I mean, just think about that conversation that you know that he had with with Congressman Cat where he looked at her and said, and basically smiled and said, "Well, I guess you'd be next."
3: Yeah, if they or you won't, like you won't like who's next or something next. Yeah, that you know who's next, right? Who's that? Well, she did such a great job being border czar; she would be a natural fit, Kamala Harris. <laughs> oh my and then, and then they don't have to put her on the wow. ticket when Newsom steps in to run. Oh, and this okay. is a throwback to what we talked about very early in the program when we did a little skit. If you missed it, again, download Odyssey. But where uh, Greg and I play different roles, Bill Clinton and uh, and uh, Governor Newsom, apparently they got together recently. Mm-hmm. And Pierce Morgan in the New York Post, he you know talked about well, what would the reason for that be? Why, why would those two be getting together? Really, they buddies, they pals. They get a lot to talk about. What they got in common? What nice hair. Bill's I don't know. like, here's the plan. Yeah. Newsom's like, I'm not running. He said. I didn't ask you that. Here's Uh, the plan. uh, (laughs) And you don't want to go on Hillary's bad list, do you? No. And Gavin Newsom's hair stood on end, even though he had four pounds of product in it. That's amazing. How did he do it? I don't know. He went to the French salon. Instead of the laundry. (laughs) 947 on the Bob Rose Show. It's time for upbeat positive thoughts. We call it Things That Make You Smile. It's brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world, Robin Larson Dental. So call in now, 877-975-9825. Things That Make You Smile next on 97.3 The Sky. 10 p.m. Nights. There is an absolute
2: strategy to get Western governments to turn on Western citizens. And by Western, I mean anything that's free. On 97.3. The Sky. Tell me.
3: Count your blessings. It's important. Attitude of gratitude will take you a long way. That's what Things That Make You Smile is all about. You call in with your upbeat, positive thoughts. It's brought to you by Robin Larson Dental. She's the best. All right. Things That Make You Smile, 877-975-9825. Hollywood, what's making you smile? Hey, I got two
1: things, actually. Uh, About
8: a week. And a half ago, I turned 66, and I feel like a lean, mean, preaching machine. (laughs) Right on. The other thing is, yep, next week, uh, we are heading for a big family reunion and ski trip at Breckenridge, so we're going to have seven kids and five grandkids, and my beautiful wife and I are going to be hosting everybody, and so we're praying for no family drama, and (laughs) uh, that makes me smile. (laughs) That's
3: good. Oh, man, I'm
4: going to be a stowaway. That'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, come on, you just blend right in with all the kids and grandkids yeah, and would all that. Yeah, he wouldn't even no. notice What's me? one more set of skis? I'd be wearing
3: camo, so he wouldn't even see me. It's it
4: better be Yeah, You should wear white, Bob.
3: Hey, got another story that'll make you smile about somebody being reunited with her cat. We had the truck driver story yep. yesterday. Mm-hmm. This time, this cat went missing seven years ago. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and it was living in a building the whole time 300 yards from her home. This is a British Aww. woman, Stephanie Barstow, said her Bengal cat, not Bengal tiger, Bengal cat, cool Duke, though. Duke, yeah, went out with his feline sibling, January 17th, never returned. He was shacking up with that <laughs> other cat, living in the factory across the street from her home the whole time. Wow. Workers have been providing food and shelter from the cold, only when they uh, felt the factory was no longer safe for Duke. They took it to the veterinarian, finally... And they read the microchip. Seven years. Living next door. Yep. Crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. Don't go away, folks. We're not done yet. Coming up next, The Smoking Gun, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Ah, Resolutions. Could lose a few pounds. Maybe save some money. We checked out of. And be less stressed. Resolutions.
2: What? Wow. What
8: are
3: you doing? We
2: make them. Idiot. But some of us <laughs> don't keep them.
3: Check back in for details at the top of the hour. Breaking news at once. I at the, the Sky, three.
2: we'll be sure to keep our promise to present news that matters to you. Learn
3: how to drive.
2: News Talk 97.3, the Sky. Throw that stress one out the window.
3: Time now for the smoking gun brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Mike Roman, a political operative. Uh, He's one of the people that's in the case with Trump against uh, uh, Georgia, filed a motion alleging Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis had an improper relationship with a colleague, and uh, he says that, uh, you know, that Nathan Wade, the person in question, his law firm used funds paid by the county to take Willis on exotic vacations using potentially fraudulent payments. So... Little scandal going on in Georgia. Isn't that just peachy? Ah, that's your smoking gun. The smoking gun is brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. On behalf of Greg Cassidy, I'm Bob Rose. God bless you and your family. Have a great, safe day. See ya.